Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily, the show dedicated to enthusiasts of the automotive industry. Well, first it was Ford, then it was GM, and now FCA is mandating pay cuts for all its employees. CEO Mike Manley will take a 50% pay cut starting tomorrow for three months. The board of directors will not get paid for the remainder of the year. Most salaried employees will be asked to take a temporary 20% cut. You know, automakers are in a rush to cut costs and pile up cash because they're worried about running out of cash even though they have billions in the bank. And that should point out to us that they expect this downturn to last a long time. And with that in mind, another one bites the dust. The Paris Auto Show, which was scheduled to start in October, is being canceled. Well, partially canceled. The main portion is off where all the cars are, but organizers of other off-site events are trying to keep up with ways to keep them going. And over in Thailand, Toyota is providing shuttles for people to use there. They're actually for hospitals, and doctors, nurses, and other staff can use them for free. The shuttles are connected, so commuters can book seats and choose pickup and drop-off locations. The shuttles will be sanitized and also come with air purification devices and seat covers that can be quickly changed. Jaguar Land Rover has deployed more than 160 vehicles globally to emergency response organizations. These vehicles are scheduled to be used from launch events that have been postponed, and they're also from JLR's press fleet. JLR is also lending its R&D and manufacturing expertise to the UK government to make medical equipment. And despite the shutdown, there's still plenty of work to do. The Detroit News reports how Ford is keeping the Mach-E program moving forward. The EV is in its final stages of development, and Ford wants to keep to its deadline of launching it this fall. But team members have had to come up with ways to make things work, like lots of video chats and emails. But some lucky ones got to take prototypes home. It is hard to test things like suspension setups, but they're able to test the vehicle's electronic architecture and software. For example, they can jump in, flash a new calibration, drive around the block, and see how systems reacted. They can then send that data to other team members. They also send lots of pictures and videos. And a lot of the work the developers are doing right now is going towards the base model's final evaluations. You know, Ford had planned to reopen its North American manufacturing plants in mid-April. Those plans are off. Ford has delayed opening those plants and is not announcing when it will reopen them again. But Ford is charging ahead with making ventilators, which it's doing along with GE. It says it will manufacture 50,000 in the next 100 days at one of its plants in Michigan with 500 paid UAW workers who have volunteered to do the work. At full production, they expect to make 7,200 ventilators a week. You know, all this ramp up in production and all the automakers jumping in to help out shows just how critically important the global automotive industry is to fighting this coronavirus. Meanwhile, GM is telling its suppliers that it is delaying all mid-cycle refreshes. That includes trucks, SUVs, and even the Corvette. Specifically, General Motors is telling its suppliers to, number one, Stop work on all pre-production tooling and pre-production part manufacturing. Number two, do not scrap tooling. Number three, do not scrap material for pre-production. And number four, 
Expect to see updated pre-production purchase orders for these programs in the future. You know, this is what we've learned about GM's plans. No doubt every other automaker is doing the same thing. They're telling their Tier 1 suppliers this, the Tier 1s are telling the Tier 2s, and so on down the line. The United States is actually way behind Europe and China when it comes to headlamp technology. One of those systems is Magna's advanced high beam tech, which is a glare-free high beam. On a recent Autoline After Hours, Cole Kinnean, the global director of lighting at Magna, explained how this technology works. In this demo, we're looking at a matrix array of LEDs that are represented by the green, yellow, and red along the bottom and a camera capturing the scenery on the top. So green means the lamp is on, red means the, the LED is off, and yellow is kind of a combination in between. So at low speeds, they're all off, your high beams are off. But as you your speed increases, boom, they come on automatically, the camera detects there's nothing you're gonna glare. Oh wait, there is a car ahead. So now selectively, the LEDs are turned off and ramp down in a non-distracting manner so as to not provide any glare to the oncoming traffic. So the idea here is to put as much lighting as you can on the uh, in front of the driver to allow that driver to see uh, unforeseen obstacles, roadside hazards, pedestrians, for example. Um, now, one of the concerns that uh, NHTSA, the regulatory bodies have is, is uh, uncontrolled glare. Uh, and that's a valid concern. We, do, we don't want to cause anybody undue glare. Um, but I would counter the argument that glare is not a safety concern, more of a comfort concern. Um, we don't have any statistical data on glare-caused uh, accidents. Uh, there's no question that glare is discomfort. I hear a lot of people, people in the um, friends in the public, they, the first thing they say, oh, you're one of those lighting guys. Will you tell those people to turn your LED headlights down? They're, they're just too dang bright. Uh, I say, just don't look at them. That, that helps. Uh, and wait, wait a little bit. It'll pass. And of course, you can watch that entire show right now on our website or our YouTube channel. And this Thursday, we've got a terrific out of line after hours coming up with a guy who calls himself Montana Skeptic. We got howls of protest from all the Tesla fans out there who don't like anybody who criticizes anything about Tesla. And there's no doubt that Montana is very skeptical about Tesla. Some of you said we should be getting an analyst on who's very pro-Tesla. And that's actually a good suggestion. We will do that because we can. Our mission is to bring you as many different viewpoints of what's going on in the auto industry as possible. So join me and Gary Vasilash this Thursday and David Welch for some of the best insights as to what's going on in the global automotive industry. Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. BYD is building a new type of battery that they call the Blade Battery. It's a lithium-ion phosphate pack that's said to have 50% more energy density than a conventional battery. Because its chemical structure is very stable, it helps prevent thermal runaway, which means it doesn't catch on fire. The blade battery is also part of the vehicle structure. It's attached to the frame, and each cell acts as its own support beam, 
and honeycomb panels made of aluminum are bolted to the top and bottom of the pack. It's heated this battery up to 572 degrees Fahrenheit. It shot a nail into it. It overcharged it. It crushed and bent it without any fires or explosions. The Blade battery will be used in the Han EV, which is supposed to launch in June with a range of 375 miles. I've had a chance this week to test drive the Hyundai Accent, though I have to admit, I haven't put as many miles on it as I normally would. The model I drove was the Accent Limited, which cost just over $20,000, making it one of the least expensive cars in the U.S. market. And yet, it comes well-equipped with features like Sirius XM radio with a 90-day trial, dual USB charging ports, an aux jack, automatic dimming headlamps, heated front seats, and, well, you get the picture. This is not some stripped-down econo box. And that got me thinking, what's the main difference between a car like this and one that costs $40,000 or more? Well, there's a number of differences, but the main one is road noise and wind noise in the passenger cabin. The accent's not that bad, but there is noticeable body boom. And anyone who figures out how to make a cheap car as quiet inside as an expensive one is going to get two tickets to Paradise. And with that, we wrap up today's report. Thank you for watching AutoLine Daily.